Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Some good stuff there from Peter Bukowski. Once again, you can follow his podcast at Locked On Packers. And of course, he's at Peter underscore Bukowski. Good stuff. A lot of stats. Uh, I think people might be sleeping on this team, not just this week, but on the whole on the season as well. Though I am kind of curious why the line went from 10 and a half down to nine. Where's all that public money coming in on the Patriots? To maybe get an idea what's going on with the Pats, our guy Jumbo, Andy Hart, had a chance to catch up with Mass Live's Chris Mason down at Gillette this week. Take it away, Andy. Back for another six rings and football things here at Gillette Stadium. I am joined this week, as we have teased every week, we hope to speak with a Patriots beat writer this week, the lucky, not so lucky. We'll find out in the next 12 to 15 minutes. Uh... Candidate is Chris Mason, MassLive.com. If you want to follow him on Twitter, it's at ByChrisMason, which I was just told by him. I wasn't always sure what the hashtag, I mean the uh, handle is. But Chris, thanks for joining us. And obviously, topic of the week, the topic of the next few weeks, the day-by-day topic, I guess, will be Patriots quarterback Mac Jones, his injury. You were obviously at Bill Belichick's press conference at Gillette Stadium on Wednesday. Uh, I guess just first and foremost, what was your general takeaway from Bill's press conference? He's taking it day by day. <laughs> well played. Um, but, no, I mean, I think he doesn't want to give away too much. He never wants to give away too much. But there were some nuggets to take away from that. I mean, the day by day is going to grab all the headlines. But, you know, he said that if he's not back, Brian Hoyer will start this weekend, which is something for him to say, right? And, I mean, he's always performative, but I, I thought there was some stuff to glean from it. And my takeaway, and I've been in a lot of those over the years, the, the one thing that I noted today is it was, it was not confrontational. I think the on to Cincinnati was more confrontational, the famous one back then. This, Bill almost had a um, 
coy or playful smirk on his face through most of the day-by-days. The one thing I will ask you, and me being the guy that has to fill four hours of radio occasionally, do you think the day-by-day increases the pressure on Mac Jones to return sooner rather than later, regardless of what maybe the expected timetable is? I mean, I think it does do that a little bit, right? Because day-by-day and week-by-week are different things. And even if you go back to Mac's press conference on Monday when he had a similar, like, day-by-day, day-by-day, like, one of the last questions was, is there any significance to you saying day-by-day instead of week-by-week? And he was like, yeah. He's like, then he like was like, oh, but we're just taking it day by day. So I do think there's like some, there's a different expectation, right? Like you're trying to get ready to go every day. It's not, I'm just going to be sitting here for the next four weeks. And you know, when four weeks roll around, then maybe we'll see. It's, I do think there's an expectation there that like, yeah, get back as quick as you can. So one of the other aspects of this, and people are tying it into the history of Bill Belichick injuries, Rob Gronkowski, players that have some leverage, is are they on the same page? Or Bill, the team, when you hear second opinion, some people jump to the conclusion, oh, you didn't like the first opinion. Are you seeking out an opinion that more agrees with your side as the player? Where do you stand on that? Do you think this is an early test of the relationship to see maybe how all-in or how all-patriot Mac Jones is? I don't really see it that way. I think it's more a 24-year-old kid who is weighing his options, you know, where I – this is really like we heard him say on EEI this week, the only other injury he's really ever had is falling off the monkey bars and breaking his arm. So I think it's kind of a new thing. And when you're that age and you hope to have a long career ahead of you, I don't think you want to have surgery if you don't need to, right? Like that's just kind of common sense, especially if the timelines kind of add up the same either way. So I think that's more him just exploring his options and being like, all right, like, what do I need to do to get back here? And how, like, how do the different timelines add up? I think that's a, I'm glad you brought that up um, because I do think that's important. Not only does he not have a history to fall back on or a trust even to fall back on with the Patriots in terms of injuries, he doesn't have a history or a trust to fall back on anywhere with any doctor, with his own body. You know, he doesn't know, you know, if he were a, 15-year veteran who'd had 27 surgeries, you know, four on his knees, three on his shoulder. He, he probably would say, yeah, cut me however many times you want. I've been through this before. But I think the newness of this, having, you know, said never missed a game due to injury. So this is a new experience, not having an injury. I do think that's a layer here. But transitioning, I think you and I both agree, we're not going to see Mac Jones for a while. So that means we're going to see Brian Hoyer. Brian Hoyer against Aaron Rodgers, one of the more interesting matchups in NFL history, but in a weird way, um, the divide in pure physical talent between these two guys on Sunday is probably the greatest delta we've ever seen, but what are your expectations from Brian Hoyer? Is there a huge drop-off, not a huge drop-off? Can he do the job Can he for a couple weeks? Where where do you stand on Brian Hoyer? Uh, From Mac, I think there is a significant drop-off there, and just watching them in training camp, watching them like even in preseason games, I think, you know, Mac went to a Pro Bowl last year as a rookie and, you know, you could say injury replacement, whatever. But either way, the fact that he's in that conversation and then you go to a quarterback who has not won a game as a starter since 2016, like that's just the reality of it. So I think what they're going to ask Brian to do is, you know, just try and play mistake free and keep it respectable. You know, I don't think anyone is expecting the Patriots to go in there and like no one's expecting Hoyer to go toe to toe with Aaron Rodgers. But, you know, keep it respectable. Don't. Like, just don't turn it into an embarrassing thing. Like, you know, just do your job, operate within what you can do. Don't try and do too much and just, like, try and keep it simple. Yeah, I think it's interesting perspective because you're right. He, he's 0 for his last 11, and Mac Jones won 10 games as a rookie a year ago. So there's a divide there. There's supposed to be a divide. One was a first-round pick, the 15th overall pick. One is a late-round journeyman backup. But then you look at the more recent 
Mac Jones just threw three interceptions. Mac Jones is one and two. So take care of the football. Don't turn it over. And I guess that leads us to the, the Mike Lombardi comments this week on GM Shuffle that maybe Mac was in danger of losing his job if he kept throwing interceptions, which I think is borderline ridiculous. But, hey, he's got a podcast. We all have podcasts. We want people to listen. You say things sometimes. But for the here and for the now, maybe the bar is not really all that high in terms of what Brian Hoyer has to do to just be – you know, good enough or competitive for they have no other options that are any better right now. Yeah. I mean, I do think those comments are like borderline crazy where it's like Mac's going to get benched for Hoyer. Like I, I just don't see that as a realistic thing. And obviously Bailey Zappi is still a ways away. Like when you have bill this week or today, essentially being like, yeah, uh, it's Brian on Sunday, not, Oh, we'll see. We'll see how the practice week goes. It's like, no, that's Bill's way of saying like, he's not close. So, I do think there's a significant drop off there. And yeah, I just, what was the question again? (laughs) Just in terms of the bar being set, like, yeah, there's a drop off in general because Mac Jones, first round franchise quarterback, but what he actually did most recently was not play at an overly high level. Yeah. But I think that's not really Mac. I think that's the offense as a whole where they've been janky all summer. And it just feels like there's, like, even with the zone running stuff over the summer, it feels like there's somebody that's missing the assignment on every single play. Like, they're not on the same page. And I don't think that's just on the quarterback. And I think some of it is what they're asking Mac to do this year, which is throw up more 50-50 balls, take more chances, push down the field. And I think you do that with Mac because he has – you think he has a higher ceiling than Brian has right now, you know? With Hoyer, it's like, you know he's not going to go out there and sling it. He's not going to be that, like, 50-yard bomb guy. It's like, all right, just try and dink and dunk, make, make the safe throws, make the smart throws, and – like, I, I mean, they're, what, 10, 11-point underdogs? Like, even if you keep it around that spread, it's it's respectable in Green Bay. I just don't think they want to get embarrassed this week. And then, you know, try and get right when you have the soft schedule coming up. Try and build a little momentum, and good things happen there. But, yeah, I think those two are just on different planets. If they are able to, let's just say, keep it respectable this week, cover, as they say in the gambling industry, and, and then figure things out in the next couple of weeks and without Mac – who are some guys, because we always hear backup quarterback, other players say, well, you know, we all need to do a little bit more now. We need to share the load. Who are some guys that you would say these three or four guys need to step up? Because you're not going to win because of Brian Hoyer. Other guys are going to have to do the job. Uh, I look at the tight ends right away, uh, specifically Hunter Henry, who was a big factor in the offense last year. Like he was after Jacoby Myers. He was Max go to guy in the like, especially in the red zone, too. Like when they got down there. He was going to Hunter all the time, and he really just hasn't done much this year. And you can lump Johnny Smith into that, too, where I think the bar or the expectations for him are lower based on that year. But you want your tight ends playing well if you have a quarterback that's kind of limited, you know, like middle of the field guys, hit them, get open, and try and make something happen after the catch. So those are two that I look at right away. And then the offensive line, like you really – you need them communicating it on the same page, which I think that's been an issue where you've seen it's, – it's like basic stunts that they're not picking up, you know, like like a twist that you see in high school and guys run through. One of the sacks last week, they had seven blockers and five Ravens coming, and there's still a free rusher that hits Mac. I think they, like, need to just sure up that communication because, you know, they have the talent. They have the guys there. It's just a matter of execution. That first uh, game out of the gates here for Hoyer, um, I think we all expect they probably should lose, even though the Packers are not exactly, you know – running through opponents right now but they played they're coming off a 
was it 14-13 win over Tom Brady and the Bucks? but that Bucks defense has shown that it's pretty good. Aaron Rodgers still trying to find his receivers. Their defense is probably maybe better than it's played at times. Um, just in terms of this game, this matchup going to Lambeau Field on Sunday, how do, you, how do you think this plays out? I know you said earlier you think they maybe could keep it within the 10, 10.5 points, whatever it is, but how do you think the game plays out? I think a lot of it depends on whether or not the guys that you pick to step up actually do with Stevenson and Harris. You know, I know it's kind of like road game cliche, but if they can go and run the ball and bleed some clock and just give Aaron Rodgers fewer possessions, I think if they keep the score down, then that's like best case scenario for them, right? Just get Stevenson and Harris going four or five yards of carry, bleed the clock and just run it down that way. I think that's best case scenario. I don't know if that's the most realistic scenario. He's Chris Mason, MassLive.com. On Twitter, you can get him at ByChrisMason. Make sure you throw that by in there, B-Y, Chris Mason. I'm Andy Hart. This is the Six Rings Podcast. If you want to follow us, rate us, we would very much be happy that you did that. Download the Odyssey app or get us anywhere, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you normally get your podcasts. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.